I've got a good one coming up series. I've been studying off of a Peter Santanello video where he interviews um, a young guy named James who is basically... um, he lives on the on the Crow Reservation in Montana. Um, he's from the Crow Tribe. He didn't he didn't mention which band. Um, so I took a few hours going through the video and sectioning out different topics. Um, this topic that I'm gonna cover is basically the introduction to that um episode just kind of like background information about the um things mentioned in the in the video about the you know just what i gathered from the people in the video and then go into the places <clears throat> the reservation locations that they showed in the video and then talk about some of the crow tribe traditions that were mentioned um in the video um in different episodes i'm going to cover topics such as hunting and food um residents uh you know people living on those tribal lands the types of people who live there housing business entrepreneurship um police and security laws um and history including some of the lies and policies that have been mentioned um from the video now the reason why i like recording uh this this information is because i feel like while you know indigenous groups are often treated like um you know like as if they're from another country um because technically you know reservations pretty much are supposed to be technically like a different country but um it's not the same you know it's not like we're talking about you know, um, Canada or Mexico or Brazil or, um, I don't know, Saudi Arabia. I mean, of course, there are definitely tribal people in all these places, but when it comes to people living on reservation lands and the tribes that those reservations were allotted to, a lot of times the um like kind of the information about the history of those tribes is never really taught um there are a lot of tribes that we hear the names of you know uh you know popular names blackfoot crow chickasaw you know cheyenne 
um, Lakota, like there's so many different, you know, names of tribes that are even popular as far as uh, just, just basically in mainstream American knowledge. But, you know, if you start asking the average American, you know, what about these tribes? What about these people? I mean, there are plenty of people who have traveled and gone to different states and not even known anything about the actual, you know, gone to the states and not even known about the lands uh, where they're at and who was there first. And, you know, I've even gone, you know, snowboarding in Taos, New Mexico. That's that's that land is for um indigenous people and you know i learned a little bit about the culture more so afterwards when i researched more into it but um i don't really know the the politics going on there i don't really know what they deal with um i don't know if they're being exploited if their land is being exploited um in my own personal lineage i have some blackfoot and some crow heritage uh not a super huge percentage but even having a small percentage you know other than my family just knowing uh that you know um the lineage comes from my mom's side and that's as much as we really are taught we don't really learn more I've never had it, you know, I've gone through grad school. Uh, I took one class that happened to be about indigenous Americans. Um, and it was generally kind of about like how, like, like traditional structures and calendars and some of the traditional things. Um, but you think, you know, I mean, I learned more about multiple other countries than I learned about any of the of the indigenous american people um through all the school i went through um you know anything i learned i really had to go out of my way um now i did learn in that in that class in um i think i was in uh community college still so it was sometime between like 2003 and 2006 and if it wasn't for that class, I would not have learned anything. Um, I think in grad school, my first year, I took a class called, um, I, I think I took, like, in undergrad, I took an Asian American history class as well as a black history class. I also took a, in grad school, I took a, um, a Latin American class. Um, and that had some information, a little, little snippet about, you know, indigenous groups of people, um, but not so much. Um, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, you know, we're taught, you know, even in world history in high school and U.S. history, like you're not really taught like anything at all, um, which to me is pretty, um, interesting. It's like, why aren't we taught anything, you know? Um, I think I've mentioned before that I went to the reservation of uh, Holbrook in Arizona. Um, I think we drove through Chinle, but I don't remember much of what we did there. 
but we were at an Adventist school in Holbrook and um you know that you know what I learned basically talking to the children there it was a small selection of children um because it was during their spring break so whichever kids didn't go home or weren't allowed to go home or weren't you know um able to go home they were there during that spring break week and we hung out with them and so they didn't really have a lot of classes they had like some stuff they had to do but it wasn't like a whole lot of classes they had like chores and stuff and it was a boarding school they lived there um now to my knowledge in the modern day it wasn't it was a Navajo reservation and to my knowledge it wasn't um um uh at that current time um you know an abusive environment but it was definitely underfunded the kids who were going there were a lot of them were sponsored by different churches and things and it was almost used um I don't I don't know what other term to use but almost used sort of like an orphanage style place like a lot of the kids who were there um didn't have a lot of uh opportunities um at home and so it was maybe a safer space for them to live but I mean another thing was I'd never heard of or seen of or known of boarding schools that had kids that were like kindergarten age kids I mean they're babies they're like five years old six five five six year olds living you know living on a campus they don't go home to their parents you know I don't know how often but you know um and there was one kid while we were there that during the time period we were there um the child's family's house had unfortunately burned down and some of the members of the community were building I think they called it a hogan like a, a traditional style house it's like I don't even know what to say. And I'm not talking necessarily about that group of people. I'm talking here about um, the Crow. <clears throat> and excuse me for clearing my throat. I don't know what's going on with my sinuses and my throat today. But um, I've had some weird thing going on off and on for the last few days, week, couple weeks or so. But um, all right. So with all that 10 minutes worth of uh stuff um so the crow reservation is that we're talking about here is in the state of montana and um uh the crow call themselves um absoluga or Biluga. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it it translates to be children of the large beak bird. Uh, Americans refer to them, you know, the federal name given to them was the crow. Um, So people use that word interchangeably. And you see around when they're driving around on the reservation, they they show some areas that you know even have the word indian in there 
uh, I think the school, the hospital still have the name Indian. And I know that that's a controversial term. You know, it's kind of the word that was used uh, by, you know, Columbus mistakenly thinking that he arrived in India, therefore calling the indigenous people of the land, um, calling them Indians uh, when, I mean, they're not from India. Um, and, you know, a lot of these people have their own names in their own languages, but, um, you know, a lot of people say instead of, uh, Indian, you hear the word, you know, uh, Native American or, um, Indigenous Americans. Like, usually I, I, I try to use the word Indigenous, but... Um, there's so many other words, you know, um, indigenous, um, here I'll, I'll probably use the words like indigenous or tribal people, uh, to refer to the specific indigenous or tribal crow people. And then I'll be talking also mentioning people who are not crow, um, meaning that they would be non-tribal people or non-native people. Um, they're Americans or other types of people. And so this video was made by Peter. Um, he interviews uh, the main person um, who gives him the tour. He's a guy who they don't really state his age. Um, I'm guessing he's near age 18, maybe somewhere between 17 and 20, maybe. Um, he, he mentions that he's about to attend Montana, Montana State University. Um, he has a wife, uh, named Angela and he's this, uh, it sounds like he recently graduated from the high school at the reservation, um, called Crow Agency, um, Crow Agency School or something like that, um, and so, um, he is the son of a person that's in the video slightly, uh, he was mostly supervising to make sure everything goes okay with, uh, Peter, you know, making the video with his son, uh, the father's name is Robin, and James is the son of Robin, um, and so, um, they mentioned that the area of Montana called Hardin, Hardin, Montana used to be, um, like half, they say about half of it used to be part of the Crow Reservation, but surveyors came in and they moved the borders, um, Hardin is one of the areas that we'll talk about more later where they have an IGA grocery store. Um, they also showed, uh, Bighorn River, which was a large river that goes through the reservation, um, in the area called Crow Agency. Um, there's a, there's a flag that, that they show the Crow flag, um, there, in that area, there's also the old tribal building, which burned down, uh, it sounds like 
uh, it never got rebuilt, but it burned down. And at that point, you know, James made a statement saying, you know, you can see the state of you can see the state of the reservation because, you know, we have a tribal building that was never rebuilt after it got burned down. Uh, there was a skate park um, that was also kind of run down. Um, uh, James mentioned that Montana State University is in Crow Country. He mentions, uh, you know, Lodge Grass area is another region that has a grocery store. Uh, on the reservation, you also see this place called Buddy Burger. Buddy Burger. Um, and across the street from Buddy Burger is where uh, James says his old family's house, his old family's house, his family's old house, as well as his aunt's old house. Uh, they're across from Buddy Burger. Um, it doesn't look like anyone was living in those houses currently. Um, and uh, those are all kind of in this crow, this area that looks like it's called Crow Agency. Um, so there's this, um, place called Absoluga Trading Post, which is a mini mart and people do trading and pawning there as well. And they mentioned that this Absoluga Trading Post, uh, the mini mart is, um, the only, the only, uh, grocery, like the only place to get food within, other than the Buddy Burger, it's the only place to really get like food within a 12 mile radius, uh, because the grocery store that was kind of more, uh, in town burned down, um, due to arson, and we'll talk about that more as well. Um, uh, James shows the Crow Fairgrounds where the crow fair is held on the third week of august every year he says it's a 100 year old um uh fair um there's a watering hole that he shows that's for swimming and for watering horses uh they drove past a church that had a an absoluga knights casino um, that's the name of the newer casino. Um, it had a big, uh, I don't know what you call those big signs right next to the church. It looks like it was on the church property. Like it was like right there, uh, within like feet from the church. Um, the old, the, he mentioned that the old casino had failed and we'll get more into that when we talk about business and things. Um, there's a hospital, um, that's called Crow slash Northern Cheyenne Indian Hospital Crow Agency, Montana. That's the whole name that's written on the sign. Uh, he James mentions that they only hire uh, residents for the most part and not really the most, uh, the best of the students all the time. Um, and that's the majority of the people who are who are working there and it's not really uh long-term uh doctors that have been there that have been practicing for a really long time or the best of the best students it's kind of like 
you know, he mentions that the federal government gives uh, funding to get uh, what's called, uh, get people hired for what's called the IHS, the Indian Health Services. They show a gas station called, I think it said Konoko uh, with a C. Um, And he says there's a Crow Tribal Gas Station. Um, there was also a place called River Crow Trading Post, um, in that same lot. Um, and the Bighorn Mountains, um, is one of the mountain ranges that borders the, uh, Crow Country. It looks like it's west because at the time of the video it was set, the sun was setting, so it's in western Montana. That's one of the borders um, that you kind of see in the far, far distance. I don't know how far away it was, but the reservation is probably pretty big. Um, I mean, it was their crow land was obviously way bigger, right? Because the reservations are always going to be smaller, unfortunately, than what the original lands were. And so... If you mention, I don't know how how far it is, but um, looking at the distance, that mountain range in that distance, the Bighorn Mountains, was very very far away from where they were at that time, um, and um, you know the you see a lot of like other than the river, the mountains, you know, there's like a forest. Um, ranch land a lot of like grassy hilly areas just beautiful different colors of nature a whole lot of nature that's not developed which is so beautiful um uh and i mean it's i don't know it's pretty it's pretty heavy stuff to talk about but i i sectioned out you know in the categories, every single uh, type of topic that was mentioned in that video. And um, so that is all the information about, you know, who were the main people in the video, the um, James and his father, Robin and Peter, um, Angelo, the wife of James wasn't mentioned in the video. I mean, was mentioned, but wasn't shown. There was another guy who they stated was a, uh, that they met outside of one of the IGA grocery stores. They said that he was a, uh, a hunter and he was shown on video, um, just kind of as part of the interview talking about the expense of groceries and, uh, James mentioned, that he knows the guy that he hunt he does some hunting for the uh for the elderly and we'll talk about that more later too in the section when we talk about food um but yeah there's a lot more information to come this isn't only my information this information was presented by James and it did recorded out by Peter Santanello and I basically Um, and just talking about what I sectioned out and, um, let me see, there was, so in each video I'm gonna, if I can find it, I'm gonna post Peter's, 
uh, sorry, not Peter's, um, James, um, uh, uh, Facebook link, um, because he has an entrepreneurial, uh, you know, a food, uh, product, a fruit leather that he's planning to, um, uh, a fruit leather that he's planning to, to market, and his Facebook is called First Nation Foods, um, and I don't know if it mentions his first and last name, but his first name is James, um, so yeah, I'm gonna actually not record the traditional information in this episode because it's pretty lengthy already, um, I'm trying to keep these pretty short and succinct for those who prefer the shorter form content, I'd prefer it just to be shorter so people will actually listen and get the information, and we definitely listen to Peter's video, but, you know, um, my version basically is breaking everything down into different sections because they were talking the whole time, but they were mentioning like all these different topics, just kind of like not in any specific order. Like they, they were kind of jumping around when they talked about one building, talking about kind of the history with it. And then like just thoughts coming up and questions coming up and answers coming out and, it wasn't really based in on like categories necessarily, uh, so I just broke it up into different categories. So, um, you know, just to get the information out there. I mean, I think it's very important information to get out there, and you know, it worries me that I've been in school for so long and was never really formally taught any of this information. Um, I was taught more about multiple other countries that I've never even been to, probably might never even go to, um, more than I was taught about, you know, the people who lived in, in this country, you know, on this continent before, um, any of the Americans got here. I mean, the way that most of my people got here was not necessarily pleasant either, um, but, um, you know, that's, I'm not going to really talk about my family's heritage too much more, um, unless it comes up again, but, um, yeah, I just want to put the information out there because I found it very important, um, and, um, okay, so with that, um, thanks for listening, I'm going to record more about the, uh, the, um, uh, traditions, the crow traditions, uh, culture and traditions.